0: This episode of the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast has been brought to you by our friends at ACT Computers. ACT Computers has been servicing the IT needs of Southwest Florida since 2004. They specialize in residential computer repair, laptop repair, tablet repair, as well as small and medium business networking. ACT Computers also offers multiple online-based services such as two form factor authentication for when needing to access company files and programs over the internet, online backup solutions, antivirus solutions, as well as remote computer repairs. So even if you do not live in the Southwest Florida area, but you are having some minor computer issues you could use some help with, as long as you have internet access, At Computers can help. Give them a call at 239-283-1120. Let them know that you heard about them on our podcast and get $25 off in labor of any service. So whether you need help with your business network, your child's computer fixed, or the laptop keyboard replaced after that issue with the wine, give ACT Computers a call at 239-283-1120 or go to act-capecoral.com. And so we're going to move on. Keep the party going. Now, you may hear some people coming and going because uh, we're going to have some more actors coming in. But joining us right now, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Lou? <laughs>
1: hey, guys. How's it going? My name is Lou. What's uh, your last name, Lou? Wagner. Wagner. Lou Wagner. That's probably important.
0: And Josiah?
2: Josiah Schreiber,
0: RJ kind of hinted to it a little earlier, Lou, that uh, you came on. Well, you're interested, in, you saw basically the rough layout of this project early on, which was, he said, about five, six, seven years ago. And I'm, I'm assuming that when the project starts steamrolling down the down the line and it actually starts coming to fruition, you probably got pretty excited. Um, did you do? Any research or um, how do you prepare yourself for such a role like this?
1: Um, well, a couple things. One, I think it was a little longer because I actually, at first, was nervous that there wouldn't be a role for me. When I was I'm 23 now. I think I was 14 or 15 when I had first read the script. And, I mean, you have you have Tommy, who's a kid, and mm-hmm. then you have Marines, who at least have to be 18.
0: Yes and no. Um, Said Phillips? Famous Marine turned uh, 16 on Guadalcanal. Really? Yes. Back in the day, um, obviously we didn't have computers. We didn't have the infrastructure. And because patriotism was at such an all-time high, it was quite common for uh, parents to lie and say that their kids were 18 when they were actually only 15, 16 years old, 17. And so it was very common for, um, which is even more, which is even more... um, amazing the fact that um like i i often say nowadays you can't get a 16 year old to mow the grass but 75 years ago you had 16 year olds landing on normandy yeah and yeah. so yeah i mean
1: it's crazy to think about i mean i um yeah regardless i was just nervous and i was um i, I, I read the script i loved it and read the book loved it wanted to be a part of it so bad and didn't think there was a role for me in it so i just you know supported we're a huge military family and I was the, <laughs> the one person in my family that chose the acting route and, uh, and um, I've always wanted to find a way to pay some respects to my family and kind of go through what my parents have gone through and my uh, other relatives and um, in a weird way I'm kind of glad it took them this long to make this movie because <laughs> I don't think I would have been a different guy uh, than any other way.
0: It's interesting because you said you're 23 now but they reached out to you so long ago. When did you start acting and how did you get into acting?
1: I'm I'm the worst person to ask how to get into acting because I was literally in the best place at the best time I uh, was an active uh, sports um, sports player as a kid and I was uh, into fencing and um, I was at a fencing competition at a, the convention center in Ohio and um, there just happened to be a volleyball uh, competition next door and a talent scout was there visiting their niece from LA and saw me practicing in the hallway and they just happened to be casting an episode for a show called Modern Family where they needed a fencer and they, um, basically just asked if I'd be interested and talked to my parents and next thing I know I went from a 13 year old in a small town in Ohio to a 13 year old in LA working on a major uh, production and, um,
0: Yeah, because Powell, Ohio isn't exactly the hotbed of casting. And I know Uh, this (laughs) because you and I grew up about 45 minutes apart. Um, I am from Grove City, Ohio, which is a suburb of Columbus. And I spent my 18 and 19 year old life fertilizing lawns in Powell, Ohio. (laughs) And so I'm very familiar with where you grew up. And it's it's such a small world. And so for you to just be at a fencing practice, and that's, you know, Stories you used to hear a lot. in pets. Oh, I was just down at the beach or I was at the mall and uh, I, you know, was asked to come try out to be a model. And now I'm, you know, Cindy Crawford and all that. <laughs> and, but for, in fact, it was the truth. I mean, not only were you just, oh, I was discovered down in Malibu. No, you're in effing pal, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, actually, area. probably Columbus doing a fencing tournament. And so, I mean, that, that in itself is an estro- extraordinary feat
1: yeah I you know what I, I fell into this out of nowhere and it's just something I fell in love with and I just decided to turn my whole life around and dedicate my life to um, being an actor and and I'm, gen- I'm not one of those guys that's in it for the fame the fortune uh, I just love doing it ever since I was a little kid I've you know, watch movies I like a hundred times in theaters. My mom and I would go to the dollar theater, watch movies over and over and over again. And to the actually, dollar
0: theater in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can't you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, But you know, looking at this ten years later and being here now and doing something that I was in, that was so much in awe of as a kid, and um, looking back and not ever thinking that I was other, not, not even like thinking that was something that was possible. That those thoughts never crossed my mind. I wasn't in theater. I wasn't uh, doing any kind of acting as a kid. I just literally fell into something that I'm crazy passionate about, and, um, you know, it's been so long, I honestly don't know for the life of me how I met Bobby and Chelsea. I couldn't tell you. I don't even (laughs) remember. I just know that, um, I read the script and it was so powerful, and, um, I've always also had a huge passion for animals, and I've been working with Kids on a Cruelty and my charity for a long time, and to be able to bring the two Biggest things in my life, acting and animals together, um, in a project that is just so near and dear to so many people's hearts, and uh, bringing it to life has just been a really rewarding experience.
0: Now, Josiah, I know you are from Georgia. Yes, You're from sir. Atlanta? <clears throat> so yes, sir. How did
2: you get into acting? When did it start for you? So, actually, I am fairly new to acting. Um, I actually, I usually tell people my first role was. Um, August of 2017, and I signed. I ended up signing for like one of those shading casting, you know, agencies mm-hmm. or whatever they call themselves an agency. And um, one of the what guys, what you do there is you
0: come down here and you pay our photographer $500, we'll get
2: you some print shots. Yeah, pretty much the old Lou <laughs> Pearlman routine. <laughs> but it's funny that it happened that way, and I wouldn't change anything because. One of the guys there, he just sent me a random text and this was outside of, you know, the agency. It was mm-hmm. just a guy to guy, he sent me a text. He's like, hey, go to this casting call. So I went to the casting call. There was about four, three, 400 people crammed into, a, you know, a little room, like a little event space. And I was one of the last people to show up. I was in the back of the line and they were bringing people into the casting room about 20 at a time. Cattle call. Yeah. I was there for about three hours. Um, They finally got to the last group. I was in the last group, and they picked me and one other girl um, to improv a scene. And this is my first audition of any type, and it's in person. And I had never done, I'd never been into theater, Um, I had one drama class in, like, middle school, you know, and so one of the casting directors, she said, you know, improv this scene, this is what I want you to do. And improv's such
0: a different art than acting. It's one thing to read a script, but to improv is, I mean, that's more of a a comedic aspect. That's what a lot of, you know, stand-up comedians do to learn that craft, and then they go on from being a comedian into acting. And so to have someone who's never even done community theater... I've right. never been to an improv or done anything like that. Say, Oh, okay, improv the scene. Here's a place, here's a subject,
2: go. So improv isn't always necessarily comedic though. Yeah. In fact the, the scene that she asked me to improv was it was me and one girl and it was pretty heavy, man. It was um it was a it was a domestic violence PSA that I was auditioning for. So she asked me to act like a drunk boyfriend who was going off on his girlfriend and I uh, people that know me know I'm a kind hearted guy. I don't you know, I, I don't get angry easily and um I ended up, you know, I gave I gave her one take and I guess she I don't know, she liked my look. She said, do it again, more angry And so I did it again and she said, Okay it's good, do it again. But I want you to be angry. And I did it and I went for about two minutes, um, just improving and um as soon as I finished, the rest of the twenty people that were in the room with me just started clapping. Yeah. And for me that was like that was huge, you know. That was it. For yeah, that was that was just the only thing that went through my mind at that point was just like, wow. Yep, you'll I ne- gotta, maybe I have a shot at this.
0: You'll never forget your first applause. You'll never forget yeah. your first laugh. So how did
2: you get uh, associated with Walking Point? So I started doing... Um, I didn't know how to get into the acting world. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm in Atlanta. Atlanta is the new Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta has more productions going on in film and TV than anywhere in the United States. And I think that's three years running. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't know how to get started, so I started doing background work. And I, I just wanted to immerse myself in the culture. I'm booking as much background work as I can to learn the lingo on set, to learn how to act on set, like, as far as etiquette and... And um and basically, I did background for a year and a half. And just doing as much as I can. and. I had a couple people reach out to me from these sets and say hey you got a good look would you mind like coming to my production and they don't know how new I am to the game so I started doing a couple little independent projects and people would give me shots and I would use that footage for reels to get more speaking roles and it kind of just snowballed and I eventually got to the point where I'm submitting every day to everything that I fit the bill for and um, I actually went on a popular casting website for all you actors out there. I went on Backstage.com and they had a casting call. On Backpage.com? Back- no, not Backpage. <laughs> <laughs> Backstage. And backstage.com and they had a casting call and I didn't know, like, I, I knew it was a war movie and I, I've always like, since I started, I was like, man, I can't wait till I get a war movie. Yeah. You know, and I read for it and it was a it was nine pages. It was a nine page audition. The the tape that I sent was about ten minutes long. Um and you know, I'm as far as I'm concerned when I submit an audition, I'm not pessimistic, but I I wanna focus on the next on getting the next audition. And sure. if this one comes through, then you know, great, I'll give it everything I got, but as soon as I submit it focus on getting the next audition mm-hmm. and actually ended up getting one of those those emails that say hey uh, can you send in an audition and so I sent the audition and getting another email saying hey we you like your audition um, we're considering you for you know for this part and then sending a second audition, which is basically a callback, because the project obviously was filming in Texas, and I'm I'm in Atlanta, so I sent a self tape, and apparently they were moved by my audition, and that it was that's it. That's it. From there, I was involved, and um, the fact that the fact that it involved um, the military and involved dogs, I mean, that was it for me. You know that that. Was, it's a it's a meaningful story. Just the script, just the, the sides that they sent me, the nine pages, was so deep and meaningful that, like, this was one of those ones that deep down I'm like, I really hope I get this project. You know, and I didn't even know that we had the support of every town that we would go to. Yeah. You know. Um, shooting schedule's coming up.
0: You go out to your first location, and... um what was your first thought about the first when you put on that uniform?
1: Yeah, those are tough shoes to fill. I um, mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe being around tons and I mean tons of people who have been there, who know what it's like, mm-hmm. and being an actor. I don't. You don't feel like you measure up. You're like, how can I portray something I've never been through realistically, seen realistically? Know what it feels like to have the emotions and the impact that is on a lot of these soldiers, and I got really, uh, I got really nervous. Honestly, that um, I wasn't gonna do a good job. I was really scared, and um, every take, every take, I asked Jeff, "What did you think?" I mean, obviously, it matters what Bobby and Chelsea and everyone else thinks, but I always ask Jeff. I'm like, "What did you think?" Because I want to know from someone who's experienced it. Am I sure. portraying this okay? Am I portraying this the way that it needs to be portrayed? Am I portraying this the way that you saw it? And um, being able to look up to those people for those kind of things and being able to look up to Jeff and having Jeff there. And um, Quick little side note. We came here to Florida. Jeff's in Texas. I wasn't, you know, Jeff wasn't supposed yeah. to be here in Florida. And I told Jeff I left Texas, I said, I don't know what I'm going to do without you in, in Florida. It's just not the same putting that uniform on without you there. Mm-hmm. And I woke up the first the morning of uh, the day before the first day of shooting here in Florida, and, and he, <laughs> he he walks through the door and goes, "You better get motivated, private." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" It was one of the best surprises on the planet because I um, I really look up to Jeff. Jeff uh, Jeff is who I embody. I feel like in this character and um, base my whole performance on him. And um, but you know, in this movie too, there's so many talented so many talented people it is and i said this earlier it is not hard to to act because it's not even acting when the people around you are doing such a good job in the environment i mean you saw today yeah the, i mean you feel like you're in it mm-hmm. and with the people around you i mean you just you, you build these connections with and it's such a close-knit family that it's it's really easy to you know fall in love with these people and then to even just have to pretend to see them go is heartbreaking, yeah. and it makes it really easy to, uh, to do my job. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a, it's a tough one.
0: Now, Jeff, when the shooting started, literally, um, obviously <laughs> you, you had a handful of your guys from your living history um, department at the museum. Obviously those guys spend a lot of time researching Trying to fill the role, play the role, and let's be honest, they've done enough events that they've kind of had their you know, their their practice roles. They've gotten proficient of what they need to do, carry the weapons, wear the uniform, how to act while in the uniform. First day of set and you had these actors come in, some of them may have played some military personnel in past projects, most of them probably not. How easily did they fit in with your living historians as far as the fit and finish Was there a a, a steeper learning curve? Did you have to take more time with them? Were you surprised at how well they picked it up?
3: It takes one attribute, passion. Of all the volunteers that we have at the museum, we all have one thing in common, and we want to tell that story. Some of them served in the military over 30 years. Some of them serve a single day. Mm -hmm. We didn't treat the actors for Walking Point any different than we treat any volunteer that comes through and that wants to participate in the Living History Program. It's a passion for telling a story, for evoking emotion, for honoring the greatest generation. Whether they're actors, whether they're active duty Marines, uh, it doesn't matter the background. Uh, Harnessing what they have inside of them and what they want to do, what they want to evoke, it makes my job so much easier. Well, I
0: know today I could see the passion and and their curiosity, because when you got off the Arasaka, we were going to do some... um live firing for um, audio sake, all the actors came out like, ooh, I want to shoot, I want to shoot. So that passion and the interest and the curiosity alone, because let's be honest, you and I take it for granted that we have the uh, the ability to go out and shoot Imogarans, to shoot Arasakas, to shoot n- Noble Rifles and all that. You know, we take it for granted that we have access to these 75, 80, if you're shooting a 1903, 104-year-old rifle, what have you. Um, but it's nice to see the curiosity and a passion from other people like oh yeah this is something special that not everybody gets to do every day and I'm sure that passion and that curiosity definitely helped carry over to them wanting to um portray the best they could
3: absolutely um you know there's so many ways I found uh, since I've separated from the army so long ago now uh there's still so many ways to serve your country mm-hmm. uh, and, and I've tried to you know I don't know this I don't know the first thing about acting sure um, I've learned a lot from uh, guys like Lou and Josiah um, and I think Lou said it best when he felt like he wasn't even acting um, you, you're just in the moment um, and it just comes so easy to, to, to a lot of these guys here it's just it was just amazing to watch your talent but um, I, I just can't say enough about the the caliber of the people at Walking Point that I've been surrounded by uh, for the past seven eight months. I mean, really, it just has been it's been incredible, Lou. It's I mean, it's been uh, a fun
1: ride. I'm <laughs> really sad that we wrapped today. I wanted to really wanted to keep going. I know I'm. Gonna, I mean, I didn't just make good friends in the set. I definitely you know made a new family, um, and I'll cherish that for the rest of my
2: life.
3: Absolutely, it's 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 a bond. Uh, it's 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 a lot like uh, the bond you make over there. Um, you all go. You all have different backgrounds, um, and the and the guy next to you may not be somebody you'd want to hang out with in your free time, but he may be the guy that uh, you depend on to save your life. And that's the bond that I think everybody made here at Walking Point. We're we're drawn together by a common mission. And we all had a a unique role in making that mission possible, and it was a very successful mission.
0: One of the things I noticed about Josiah today is you rapped yesterday, correct? Yes, sir. But you were on set all day today. Yes, sir. And there was times where um, in order to get the shot done, you, for all intents and purposes, had to play the role of a human anchor, and that role needed to be filled, and you were right there. You filled it. You did everything (laughs) that needed to be done to shows a tremendous amount of character, not only with you, but with everybody, because on a project this small, and obviously when you guys were shooting in Texas, you had a bigger cast and crew, whereas when you're down here, it's even smaller, and for each one of you to step up to do what you need to do to help get the project done, I think says a lot about you, and the fact that you didn't have to be out in the hot sun for 13 hours today, but you were.
2: Absolutely. And I didn't
0: hear a single complaint out of anybody out there.
2: Absolutely. Well... Um. RJ complained a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> piggyback off what Lou said. Um, I s- simply I love I love acting. I love coming to set and helping someone create a pe- a piece of art. And and that's what it is. And when you come to a set, and there's immediately on the first day, like I was in communication with Chelsea and RJ for months before I even came and met them. Would and it be fair to say that not only do you love acting but you love the
0: process? Absolutely. Everything? The whole that's, production.
2: I mean that's what it is. And and to come to a set and to meet these type of people, like, it's on the first day it's apparent, like Ed said, it's apparent that it's in it's a family environment. Um and we're all here for a common goal and that's <coughs> to help R J and Chelsea see this project through <clears throat> and do it the best that we can and if that means that i have to you know be a human ta- take up a piece of equipment back to the church sure. that's that's what that's just comes with it and that's i would do it a thousand times over to be able to to pay respect to you know the the veterans and the current mm-hmm. people that are serving today um and I would do it a thousand times over. And that's the other thing I want to
0: point out, too. Um, this goes for you, Lou, and, and the other actors. Um, back to what I said earlier about when you guys wrapped the shooting today, you guys could easily hop in your cars and roll back and say, hey, let the crew pack the shit up. We're done. We did our role." But you guys didn't. You stayed there. You guys packed up equipment. You were humping heavy gear down paths, and you were more than just actors you were a part of the crew you guys did your your part too to help get the project done
1: it's by no means i mean my project or josiah's project i mean it's it's obviously it's it's bobby and chelsea's vision um but in a way it becomes your baby as well you want to see it through you want you want it to grow up and succeed and have the most successful career on the planet because your your heart is in it and when your heart's in it um, I don't want a single stone to go unturned. and I don't want anything to be missed. I want everything to happen to the best that it possibly can so that it can be the best movie it possibly can. But
0: mm-hmm. I don't want you two to sell yourself short because it's not uncommon to hear about actors <coughs> who, Once again, my part's done. I'm out of here. And you've been out in the hot Florida sun for 12 hours. Everyone in this room has sunburns. <laughs> um, we're all still reeking of deep woods off. We are dealing with some mosquitoes and fire ants. And you guys could have easily... And I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I just want people to realize the efforts that once your guys' roles were done... And once again, Josiah, he could have just hung out here all day in a hot tub and fished in the canal all day, but no, he was on set helping get the job done. And I think that says a lot about your alls character. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, they're,
4: they're also being very modest, because they were doing, I mean, you saw just a fraction of what they were doing.
0: Yeah, because I was only here just for
4: today. They were, you know, to do, you know, this movie, and especially with Duke, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot to deal with the dog, you know, and I'm dealing with a lot with him, so I forget things at at the camp and have to bring things back. And, you know, we had Lou and Josiah running errands. For me, I'm not, an, they're the main guys, I'm just a handler. Yeah. And they're running back to get a tug toy or treats mm-hmm. or water for Duke and Josiah today. You know, like you said, he didn't, his shoot was over.
3: Yeah. You know, he and he's,
4: ho- he's holding down for a scene, holding down a table underneath the table, yeah, he's the human holding acre. it down so my dog can be one, safe, and two, get a shot for RJ mm-hmm. to make the film what other film are you going to go on where one of the, me, the main actors is underneath a table and it's not benefiting him?
0: Yeah, now that, that's one of the points I want to get across. Like I said, I didn't want to beat a dead horse, but I just want people to realize the amount of effort and passion that both these actors, and not just these two actors, but everybody on this crew has put forth. And, and for someone like me coming from the outside, I've only been here for 12 hours today, but I noticed it instantly. You know, I, I met you guys last night at dinner, but, you know, in a noisy atmosphere like that I really didn't get a chance to sit down and talk to you guys but just as soon as I showed up on set today and saw you guys just doing anything that needed to be done I thought it was it was great to to see that and it, it definitely shows the type of character you guys have and I think you guys will both go a long way in your um desires to uh, further your acting careers well,
1: thank you that really yeah, means a lot yeah thank you
2: Um, I just in response to that I want to say you know thank you for uh the, I mean, for let for the praise, I guess, but sure. I didn't go any farther than anybody else that was here today, you know. Yeah. I just, um, every single person that was on this set in Fredericksburg as well. In mm-hmm. Fredericksburg, like you say, it's kind of a small production, there's about 50, I don't know, 50 cast and crew, yeah, in Fredericksburg. First of all, the resources that we had with. Duke and Ed, mm-hmm. and the resources that were provided by Jeff mm-hmm. and Boom City Coffee, and the different, just the different mom and pop restaurants that wanted to genuinely help and to be a part of a project like this. There was not a single person on either of these sets in Florida or Texas that was not a good person. That didn't have a good heart, and that I would not call my friend, and that says a lot about Chelsea and RJ. The fact that they brought so many people to the set, and every single one of them was a good person. I mean, you you attract you you attract what you are. Sure. And Chelsea and RJ are good people, and everybody. Like I've made I've made great friends with Jeff and Lou, and they're like they're horsing around yeah, they're right now. F- they're they're like to <laughs> do- <laughs> listen, let me let me tell you. <laughs> let me let
0: me tell you. <laughs> let, me, let, me tell you. Let, <laughs> let me tell you. No, this is all good because like like we we set the ground war- early that this is a rap party, and
2: so we're having a good time. But let me let me tell you, they're they're horsing around like. Like, like my little brothers, right? A lot of right? They're <laughs> horsing around, but wait, 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 wait! But I just, <laughs> I just want to yeah. say well, that.
4: been handcuffed, okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to say, I want to say, I want to say that between these two, you know, Lou has had a, a much longer, like, much longer career than me. His resume is. Ten times as long as mine. Yeah, but he don't have your dreamy eyes. No, but, but listen, but listen, he has, he has every reason to be an egotistical, One marine to egotistical, <laughs> cocky, uh, full of himself individual, and he's not. Mm-hmm. And, and he's a good kid, and he's a, and he's a good guy. And I've made, like, I feel like I've known Jeff my whole life, and I've made great friends with both of them. Aww. And and I just. I want to shout! I want to shout them out because, like, Lou on on camera, our chemistry was impeccable. Like, it uh, we had some great scenes, and like Lou said, I I came to Jeff after every take and before every take and say, "How was that? Like, was that good? Like, what needs to change?" And typically, you go to the AD, the assistant director or the director for that. Jeff was my guy, and he was on it, and he and he would take the initiative to to. Like if he saw a detail that was off, even if it's super minuscule to us, he he was on it. And I just wanna shout them out and say that, like everybody on, on this set, man, I I, I I love y'all and I appreciate the opportunity, the opportunity to be a part of this project.
0: One of the things I regret that I missed, strictly cause logistics, cause I wasn't in Texas, but I would've loved to seen your guys' faces. No spoilers,
2: when- no spoilers. No, I'm not. Okay. It's a war movie, so <laughs> we're,
0: we're talking about combat. All right. When you're surrounded by all the other living historians mm-hmm. and the reenactors, the extras, and the blank rounds start firing off. Mm-hmm. And the action starts going off. I know because I've done, you know, tactical events and I've done larger reenactments, um, obviously, we'll never be able to recreate the horrors of war, and, and I'm happy for that because I don't want mm-hmm. to see that. But... When you're out there in any the uniform and the heavy ass helmets and the uncomfortable haversacks and you're lugging around that heavy rifle, when you, in your case you guys had the M1 carbines, which are lighter, but that situation is as real as you want to make it for the most part. What thought went through your head when all of a sudden you had a sympathy, a, sympathy, a sympathy, I can never say that. Sympathetic. Word. No, sympathy. Uh, no, syphilis I can say. <laughs> uh, not orchestra, not but crazy. symphony. When uh, you have the symphony of sound of the yeah. rifles go yeah. off, what's the first thought that went through your head?
2: <coughs> well, I'll, I'll start by saying, um, as an actor, and I think Lou would agree with this, one of the biggest compliments that we can get is to see the effect that it has on people who have been through these situations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll go back to Jeff, and I I, I look up to this man. Um and I'm saying a lot they're like a foot and a half taller than he is. yeah but I, but he's he's a bigger man than I am in a lot of ways you know and I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say that like to see to see his face to see his face during some of these scenes that we have to do mm-hmm. and to see to see to, to see the effect that it has on on veterans mm-hmm. and to see it to see it take them back there. Um, it's it's the biggest compliment that 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 we can get, and like to to be able to to be able to bring tears to somebody's eyes because they've been through what we are portraying. Like I, that's what I do it for. You need to get some band aids for your knees.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: like I said, on his nose? like I said, little brothers. Is, is, is his lips getting chapped. This kid. <laughs> This kid has no filter, <laughs> and it gets worse when he's had two small glasses of champagne. Okay, like, right. I, got a, I got a big. A it, of he's a lightweight. I've been sitting
1: over here, biting my time, biting my time. I, well, I was going to ask
0: you, you the same question. When, when, when the noise started going off and your the, the first combat scene happened for you, what what went through your head? Was it oh shit, getting real, or is this cool? Or
1: no, honestly, I just wanted to live in it. I mean, I think um, today was a better example. I was on the. Doing your thing. Me. I can't spoil. I'm doing my thing, um, but I started to get really dizzy. I started it was I was uncomfortable. I started losing feeling in my hands. I was going dizzy. I felt like I couldn't see anything, and and Bobby's back trying to prop my head up, and I'm like, no, 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 no. don't do it, don't do it. I want to live in this. I, wanna, yeah. I mean, I'm hurt. I want to know what this feels like. I don't wanna, I don't wanna be comfortable in a position where no one ever was, um, and I just wanted to. Uh, that felt more real to me than anything was being able to really be into be into it like that. Um, but no, yeah, when we um, the best experience for me actually was back in November. I um, nervous about getting into character. I made a point to go to Fredericksburg to the museum for their last reenactment of the year. <laughs> Jeff over here decides not to tell anybody that you know I'm one of the actors in the movie and, and tells me not to tell anybody. So I get thrown into a group with all these trained, experienced people. And I don't even know how to put the freaking leggings on. And they're sitting over here making fun of me. Still Like, does crazy. like who's, who's... Yeah, exactly. Who, who's this newbie didn't even know how to put on a freaking uniform? And, um... But it was almost exactly what I needed. I mean, I was thrown into a room where I felt...
0: Baptism of fire?
1: Yeah, I felt, um... I didn't feel like, uh, An actor going to train for set. I felt like a guy who got thrust into a group of people who are way more experienced than I am, and I needed to learn something. I needed to learn something fast, because we had shit to do um, and that was the best experience for me was kind of being under the radar and just getting thrown into it because I don't really I mean I don't know what it was like but it's got to be similar to what that feels like in my opinion um, and one more thing I just got to say really quick Josiah I love you to death by for all your comments by the way those are, like, this, you're the best and I love you brother but this dude is the biggest do you want us all to leave I mean... no no he he, <laughs> he likes to throw you under the bus let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> when you, if you do something... Don't put on the table, the mic's pick oh. up. He, he, will t- he will he will rat you out. I'll tell you, the scariest thing that happened me on the set is we have this little, this little stupid game we play on set where we clip people, all right? <laughs> what? And Jeff goes, bet you can't go put a cl- clip on Ed. hmm Ed... <laughs> Ed for like, you you can't for well, those of
0: you playing along at home, when they say clip they're referring to um like a clothespin. clothespins. Close Yeah.
1: <coughs> Ed is about six times my size, a cop. <laughs> Has a dog that could eat my face. And you know, I confidently walk over there, I put this clip on his back, he doesn't notice, and I start
0: sweating. Well, and the now guy I'm looks like, like Negan. What do you I expect?
3: Know, <laughs> I, I, I walk
1: up to Jeff. I'm like, all right, you made me put it on. You're getting off. I'm not leaving that there. And freaking Josiah goes up and goes, yeah, Lou and Jeff did it, but it wasn't me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. To be fair, I didn't tell Ed that until <coughs> last night. That's just <laughs> you. I told Ed last night, weeks later, after. <laughs> don't. Now, Lou, so, who who's throwing no, Lou who under the bus no, no, right no. now? but
1: here's what happens. So, because of this. I end up getting handcuffed, <laughs> <laughs> stuck in said handcuffs for you know about twenty thirty minutes <laughs> when we're in the middle of the shooting <laughs> with no key. <laughs> he was
4: inadvertently left at the other scene of, of the shooting.
1: Wasn't my fault. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Victim of circumstance. Yeah.
1: But yeah, if this isn't show, I mean, we're just all, like, the best of friends here. And it's just been a wonderful experience making this movie. I don't really know how to explain it any other way other than, um, I'm just really sad to be done with that. I don't yeah. want to go home tomorrow. I, wanna, I want Bobby to write 90 more pages and get us back out there, yeah. like, now. You may
4: want to explain who Bobby is.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh okay. Bobby. <laughs> 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 who is, is Bobby? Funny. Bobby oh, Bob. is RJ. <laughs> Nickname. <laughs> Bob Bobby. Director. <laughs> A lot of things, um, but yeah, we just—it's—it's it's really sad to see this over, and I think we're all masking our um, sadness, for lack of a better word, for being done with it by just, you know, poking fun and laughing and having a good time. But it really is a sad moment, and I'm uh, trying really hard not to tear up over here, but I don't—I don't, I don't want to be done with it. I, I'm going to miss these guys, and it really sucks. Um, yeah, but um, it's been great.
2: Yeah, we've we've both been on you know, like I said, Lou has a a much longer resume than I do. We've both been on countless sets at this point. And you don't like I this is the first set that I've been on of this type of this kind where from the first day it feels like a family. And uh it's been absolute unforgettable experience. Like, I I would never forget this experience for the rest of my life that this is one of my, like, this is my favorite project I've done to date, and this may be my favorite project of my lifetime, you know, and it's just been that impactful, and I just want to thank Chelsea and RJ for the opportunity, um, the rest of the cast that's not, that wasn't able to make it to Florida, um, Liza, she's the freaking sweetest girl in the world, um, Ian, Cliff. I you know, we miss you guys but we're so grateful that we crossed paths. I'm so grateful that we crossed paths with you guys. And um once again Did thank you. Donovan him. too. Donovan. <coughs> Donovan was running around like a madman. He had so many hats on. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, the director of photography, the, the the grips, the lighting, the assistant camera. I just everybody made this project the best that it could be and I don't think there's anybody that could have had a better role. Well, if
0: people want to follow your career and get a better look at your dreamy blue eyes, where would they find you on social media?
2: So you can follow my Instagram at K-Y-N-G. Let me wait on the children.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's king with a Y. It's, It's okay. Wait.
2: Okay. We'll wait. Any, any more immature comments? I'm, I'm open. Nah. It's supposed to be professional. There, but <laughs> okay, so no. Let's, let's I'm serious. So <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, K-Y-N-G underscore J-O-S-I-A-H. That's King Josiah. King underscore Josiah. And uh, that's where I post. All this. If you want to keep up with my career, that's where I post. And um, I, hope, I hope you guys follow me on this journey. And thanks again to my cast and, my cast and crew Walking Point. Lure. And, Lou,
0: if people want to follow you, where would they go? Oh, gosh. Uh, Lou Wegman. <laughs> <laughs> There's an underscore in there. Yeah, that's
1: a long story. It's, Wagner. Uh, yeah, it's Lou, Wagner, Wegner. Yeah, that's Lou, L-O-U, underscore, Wegner, W-E-G-N-E-R. But, yeah. And check out Kids Against Animal Cruelty on Facebook. And um, if you're ever interested in getting involved, we're all over the place.
0: Well, I want to thank both of you for coming on. Thank you. More importantly, I want to thank both of you for uh, being cool with me today and Absolutely. Uh, and hanging out with us. And I'm going to bring RJ back in here real quick, because uh-huh. we have two more uh, actors in.
1: I just hope he broke the record for <laughs> longest podcast
3: ever. Yeah, we're,
0: we're going, and, I, and this, the part is we're actually set up in the, in the crew's uh, room, and they're waiting for us to shut the hell up so they can... Pass out, but um, we got uh, two more actors in here we want to definitely sit down with. And um, before we bring them on, I just want to bring RJ on again, real quick. Sure.